0: Good morning. My name is Joanna, and I will be your conference operator today. At this time, I would like to welcome everyone to a Cara Diamond QT results conference call. All lines have been placed on mute to prevent any background noise. After the speaker's remarks, there will be a question and answer session. If you would like to ask a question during that time, simply press star, then the number 1 on your telephone keypad. If you would like to withdraw your question, please press star followed by 2. Thank you. Ms. Ira Thomas, you may begin your conference.
1: Thank you very much, Operator, and thank you um, to all of you for joining us today for Lucara's second quarter report. Before we get started, I'd just like to remind everyone that we will be making some forward-looking statements, and I would like to draw your attention to the cautionary statements included on slide two. The full impact of the COVID crisis manifested in a challenging operating environment combined with dampened diamond demand in the second quarter. Fortunately for Lucara, and thanks to the diligent efforts of our leadership in Botswana and Canada, our 100% owned Kuroi Diamond Mine continued to operate more or less according to plan, achieving all forecasted physical metrics and strong performance in respect of safety, health, and the environment. What's more, our balance sheet afforded us the flexibility to adjust our sales strategy in response to a weak pricing environment, and we took a deliberate decision not to sell any of our plus 10.8 carat diamonds during the period. Normally, the sale of this segment of our production would account for close to 70% of our revenues. The decision to hold back these diamonds has resulted in lower revenues for Q2, And the achieved average diamond prices are also anomalous and not representative for the period. Times of crisis often instigate or necessitate change for many businesses. For Lucara, this crisis has simply accelerated the changes that Lucara was in the process of implementing and or advocating for already. Whether it be the incorporation of XRT technology into our mine design or the launch of Clara, our secure web-based digital rough diamond sales platform. Lucara has long been recognized as an innovator and a company that embraces change as opportunity. The restrictions placed on travel during the COVID pandemic compound the rationale behind our industry's need to modernize and we have seen interest in Clara ramp up dramatically during the first half of the year. Clara currently stands as the only digital sales platform of its kind, allowing customers to purchase individual rough diamonds between 1 and 10.8 carats in size based on their own specific polished needs without the requirement to travel to view them. Our latest move, subsequent to the quarter end, resulted in an off-take agreement for all of our diamonds in excess of 10.8 carats in size, And this agreement was done with uh, the HB Group out of Antwerp and is another example of how Lucara is working to transform the supply chain using technology to create efficiencies and unlock value. Another first, this groundbreaking collaboration creates true alignment between the producer and the manufacturer. And I'll say a little bit more about that in just a moment. As a final highlight, I think it is important to reiterate the importance of a strong balance sheet in times of uncertainty. Lucara ended the quarter with cash on hand, no long-term debt, and access to the necessary liquidity to manage our business effectively through this crisis. Our longer-term outlook for diamond demand remains robust, and we believe that our company is well-positioned to benefit as the diamond market stabilizes in the short-to-medium term, and longer term supply constraints begin to manifest in response to declining production from maturing mines. So to add a little bit more color on the supply agreement with HB, what we are essentially doing here is using technology to take the guesswork out of buying rough diamonds, and we're creating a more streamlined, efficient value chain. In our traditional tender process, buyers examine each of our plus 10.8 carat rough diamonds individually, in person, and estimate the potential polished outcome. The bids received reflect the inherent risks and uncertainty associated with this assessment. And as a result, the winning bid will always incorporate reasonable margin of error. Under the HB agreement, however, we are scanning all of our plus 10.8 carat diamonds up front allowing for a more accurate prediction of the highest potential polished outcome. Lucara then will, will then be paid according to this estimated polish outcome, less the commission and the cost of polishing. A true-up based on the actual achieved polish sales at the time of sale will also be paid. In this arrangement, both Lucara and HB are incentivized to maximize the value of the resulting polish, creating true alignment between the producer and the manufacturer for the first time. Moreover, polished diamond prices have not experienced the same volatility through COVID as rough diamond prices, creating a superior, more stable pricing mechanism for our plus 10.8 carat diamonds which account for close to 70% of our revenues. The agreement will also smooth out our revenue profile, delivering regular cash flow on bi-monthly shipments of these diamonds from the mine. Lucara expects to begin recognizing revenues under this new arrangement starting in Q3, and we have already received an advance of $13.5 million in June. As I mentioned in my opening remarks, the case for Clara has never been stronger and interest in the platform has grown dramatically over the quarter. We have completed a total of 30 sales um, for a value of $14.2 million. And we're in the process of completing our 31st sale. And we are now really ramping up on the frequency of these sales. Uh, Our focus um, through COVID really has been on adding um, manufacturers to the platform. And we've now grown from four to 46 customers and our focus now going into Q3 is really on growing supply. And we are pleased to, to report that we are now moving forward uh, with trials of third-party slot, supply um, in, in, the, in the coming weeks. On slide six. We've summarized our response and ongoing actions in respect to the COVID crisis. And I'd like to reiterate that even as we continue to operate at full capacity to protect the financial health of our organization, our top priority remains protecting the health and well-being of all of our employees, contractors, and our local communities of interest. We also continue to work closely with the government of Botswana and have received their permission to temporarily sell our diamonds outside of Botswana as a result of travel restrictions. The government has also been fully supportive of our efforts to sell diamonds through HB and Clara in combination with our traditional tender process. Before I turn it over to Zara, it looks like this slide may be taking a little bit of time here to load. uh Zara will review our financial and operating performance for the quarter. I, I did want to close um, on this slide, which we include quarterly to track the performance of our resource in respect of our production of specials, which are of course diamonds uh, in excess of 10.8 carats in size. The lower right chart, which I hope is loading on your screens, um, looks at the cumulative recovery of these diamonds beginning in 2013. And what you will notice is that the frequency of these diamond recoveries has increased over time as we've mined deeper in the ore body and the mine plan has become more south lobe focused. In 2020, the resource continues to perform very well and the recovery of specials remains consistent and on track with our expectations. And now I'd like to turn it over to Zara to take us through some financial and operating highlights. Thanks very much, Shaira. Good good morning. Sorry, sorry, Zara, just bear with me. I think we discovered that this slide actually had some animation, which was not clicking through. There we go. Over to you, Zara. Thank
2: you very much. Good morning and good afternoon, everybody. Slide 8 sets out several financial highlights for the three months ended June 30, 2020 and 2019. As a reminder, our results are reported in U.S. dollars. As Ira has just explained, we deliberately did not sell any of our plus 10.8 carat stones in the second quarter. Instead, that high value part of our production forms part of our new supply agreement with HB we expect to recognize revenue from the sale of those polished diamonds and the corresponding inventory cost in the third quarter because we sold none of our production of diamonds greater than plus 10.8 carats in the second quarter the financial highlights set out on this slide are not directly comparable to previous quarters in the second quarter this year we received cash inflows of 21 million dollars consisting of a $13.5 million deposit from HB, which has been re- recognized as deferred revenue, and sales proceeds of $7.5 million generated through the second quarter tender of stones smaller than 10.8 carats. Uh, that tender was held on June 18th in Antwerp. Sales on Clara continued throughout the second quarter with five sales completed, and that has provided a measure of additional liquidity for the company, during a period of unprecedented travel restrictions. During the second quarter, we sold 68,979 carats in size classes below 10.8 carats with an average price per carat sold of $109. The achieved price in the second quarter for the stones in those smaller size classes reflects an overall erosion in rough market prices. We recorded a net loss of 13.9 million during the quarter and adjusted EBITDA of negative 10 million. The decrease in total revenue, predominantly from the deferral of sales of stones greater than 10.8 carats in size, had the most significant impact on the current quarter's results. Operating expenses decreased from 17.7 million in the three months ended June 30th, 2019 to 12 million in the current quarter, due to a lower number of carats sold, we were less 32%, and reduced waste mining costs. Operating expense per carat sold was comparable at $170 per carat in both periods. As each carat holds the same cost to produce, the impact of the lower average price per carat sold reduced the operating margin per carat sold from $243 for the three months ended June 30th, 2019, to negative $65 per carat for the three months ended June 30th, 2020. As the higher value plus 10.8 carat production deferred from the second quarter is recognized in revenue in subsequent quarters, as part of this new agreement with HB, the margin should adjust according, pardon me, accordingly. Cash flow used in operations in the second quarter totaled 4.9 million, This compares to cash flow earned from operations of 6.5 million in Q2 2019, largely due to the decrease of 35.1 million in comparable revenue between the periods and an increased outflow for taxes payable relating to 2019 tax payments required in 2020. This resulted in negative cash flow per share of two cents during the quarter. Moving to slide nine, we have financial highlights for the six months ended June 30th, 2020. Our financial results for the six months ended June 30th, 2020 also reflect our deliberate decision not to sell any stones greater than 10.8 carats in size during the second quarter. During the first half of this year, we recognize revenue of $41.6 million from the sale of just over 155,000 carats at an average sales price per carat of $268. We recorded a net loss of $17.1 million, and adjusted EBITDA was negative at $1.8 million. Adjusted EBITDA was also affected by the decrease in total revenue, but as well, in part, due to market conditions for the smaller goods sold, particularly in the second quarter tender held in June. Operating expenses per carat sold totaled $189, per carat in the six months ended June 30, 2020, up from $171 per carat sold in a comparable period last year. Total carats sold were approximately 21% less by volume than in the same period last year. As previously stated, adjusted EBITDA and the average price per carat sold were significantly affected by our deliberate decision not to sell our large, high-value diamonds in the second quarter. Cash flow from operations was nil for the six months ended June 30, 2020, and we ended the period with $13.7 million in cash and $19 million drawn on our credit facility. Our operating costs per tonne processed was $27.14 for the six months ended June 30, 2020, which is below our initial full-year forecast cash costs of $32 to $36 per tonne processed, and 13% lower than the comparative quarter last year. The operating cash cost per ton process was positively impacted by depreciation of the Botswana Pula against the US dollar and the benefits of cost optimization efforts undertaken in the second half of 2019, offset by a 9% decrease in tons processed when compared to the second quarter of 2019. Moving to slide 10, we present our operational highlights for the second quarter. The Kuroi mine has continued to operate throughout the COVID-19 pandemic and delivered strong production results in Q2, consistent with the original 2020 plan and below guidance. Adjustments were made to the original 2020 mine plan by reducing waste and ore mined through the second quarter to ensure the health and safety of our employees operating in the pit and to reduce variable costs. The process plant continued at full capacity With additional safety measures in place, processing ore almost entirely from the south lobe, overall performance during the second quarter remains consistent with the strong operational results achieved over the past two years. Operational highlights from the second quarter include ore and waste tons mined of 0.7 million tons and 0.6 million tons respectively, 0.7 million tons of ore processed, resulting in just over 101,000 carats recovered, achieving a recovered grade of 14.3 carats per 100 tons. 201 specials, which are individual diamonds greater than 10.8 carats in size, were recovered from direct milling during the second quarter, and represent 6.4% weight percentage of total direct milling recovered carats, which is in line with mine plan expectations. Nine diamonds greater than 100 carats in weight were recovered, including two diamonds greater than 200 carats in weight. Total tons processed in 2020 are expected to be slightly less than the record 2.8 million tons processed in 2019 due to several planned multi-day shutdowns to upgrade the XRT technology, which is a key part of the recovery circuit at the Kuroi mine. Despite the challenges presented by COVID-19, the Korowee mine continues to operate at full production levels with social distancing and other critical health and safety measures designed to limit the spread of the virus being observed. Moving to slide 11. Lukara's operational performance remained consistent and stable through the second quarter. We ended the quarter with cash on hand, no long-term debt, and access to the necessary liquidity to manage our business effectively through the crisis. Our longer-term outlook for diamond demand remains robust, and we believe that Lucara is well-positioned to benefit as the diamond market stabilizes in the short-medium term and longer-term supply constraints begin to manifest in response to declining production from maturing mines. Revenue generated from our groundbreaking supply agreement with HB will be recognized beginning in the third quarter this year, and we expect that the unique pricing mechanism in this agreement will deliver regular cash flow for this important segment of our production profile at superior prices. With respect to the underground expansion project at Caroe, we continue to see that program as an important part of our growth strategy. Although the recently announced supply agreement with HB is expected to provide regular monthly cash flow for the remainder of the year, some uncertainty does remain around estimating revenue for that period. As a result, the underground expansion program for the remainder of this year has been re-scoped and reduced from the previous budget of $53 million and will focus on long lead time critical path items. The Underground Expansion Program, as previously announced, has an estimated capital cost of $514 million and a five-year period of development with flexibility to adjust capital spending depending on market conditions. We continue to expect to finance part of the capital costs for this expansion with debt, and the balance is expected to come from cash flow generated from operations. Thank you for joining our earnings call today. We have all four members of the Lucara executive team on the call today, and we're happy to answer your questions. At this time, I will turn the call back to the operator for questions. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we will now begin the question and answer session. Should you have a question, please press the star followed by the one on your touchtone phone. You will hear a three-tone prompt acknowledging your request. If you are using a speakerphone, please lift the handset before pressing any keys. One moment, please, for your first question. Your first question comes from Scott McDonald from Scotia Bank. Please go ahead.
3: Hi, good morning, everyone. Uh, thanks for taking my question. Um, I just wanted to ask first about uh, Clara and then uh, I had a couple questions about how the second half of the year uh, might look. I know you haven't given new guidance, but um, uh, just starting with Clara, Um, Can you give a sense of of what the scale of the the third-party production trial uh, will be, like what kind of volumes you might be trying to move on there, and uh, what the next steps will be if if the trial is successful?
1: Sure. Thanks, Scott. You know, basically because they are trials, Scott. I don't. I don't think the, the size of the trials is going to be very relevant. It it it's really going to um, inform kind of the decision of these third parties on on how um, they would like to go forward, Clara, and and how much future volume they might want to sell through Clara. So, I think um, the best way to think about it is that you know, pre-COVID, we had a number of trials planned. Those were necessarily delayed. I think everyone is um, feeling a, a, a lot more comfortable with the, the diamond price outlook now, and recognizing that Clara is the obvious way to um, gain reach um, with, with with customers in the time of COVID and travel restrictions. So there's a, there's a, there's widespread interest, and um, and we do have um, third party goods, you know. Coming onto the platform, starting this next sale, but I, but I, it, we can't really predict what that's going to lead to in volumes just yet. But we will certainly keep you informed.
3: Okay. Um. No. Do you expect you'll have multiple third parties participating, or, or is it just one that you sort of got locked in at this point?
1: Uh, no, we're we're feeling uh, hopeful about uh, more than more than one at this stage. Um, and we're we're having widespread discussions, and I think you will have seen, kind of, from the messaging of of other diamond producers, including De Beers, um, that uh, there is a growing recognition that the um, sales process is going to have to adjust um, post COVID. So we think we're extremely well positioned to benefit from, from that. We've got a. You know a big head start um having uh you know commercialized this more than a year and a half ago now, and uh so we're feeling you know very kind of optimistic about where Clara could potentially go for the remainder of the year
3: okay excellent well uh, that that sounds great that's a big milestone for the for the platform um just just looking at uh sort of the second half of the year I know this is gonna be this is gonna be tricky but um Maybe I'll just start on the uh, uh, on the cost side. Obviously, your your operating costs per ton were, were down significantly uh, this quarter, and you, you laid out a couple of reasons why. One of which was uh, looked like you reduced the mining activity to really focus on the south lobe. Um, is that reduced level of mining activity expected to? Are you expected to continue with that beyond Q2, or was that just a one quarter thing? And, and maybe just talk a bit about how much flexibility you have to. In your mind plan to to reduce the the level of waste stripping you're doing before you sort of have an ore pinch.
1: Sure, I mean I I will turn this over to Zara and and or John to jump in, but obviously you know we were very focused on driving down you know variable costs and 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 really protecting the balance sheet through this period. Um, however, um, you know our long term. Uh, mine plan is is n- not going to be impact by the decisions we took in 2020. We feel an opportunity to kind of catch up on, on where where we want to go with um, ore and waste stripping, but maybe I'll turn it over to Zara to specifically talk about some of the costs there.
2: Sure. Thanks, Ira. Um, Scott, as Ira mentioned, it was a deliberate decision taken in the second quarter as a way to manage our variable costs. Um, the focus really has been on, there's no impact um, to access the ore. Uh, the focus really has been around uh, reducing ore rehandling and movements to and from the stockpile. Uh, we do expect a lower volume of ore and waste tons mined, I think, for the rest of the year. And I think that should translate into a lower overall cost per ton processed, or, or certainly at the the lower end of the guidance that we have rescinded. Have um, we will need to catch up some of that mining uh, in 2021, but from an operations perspective, it has no, the, the changes that we've made have no impact on um, our, our ability to, to process and, and the current recoveries that we are anticipating for this year. Okay,
3: so you, you have the flexibility to at least for some of that mining into next year.
0: Absolutely.
3: Um, Okay. Um, Then maybe just on CapEx, um, I know you haven't re-guided on your spending on the underground project uh, for this year, but do you expect it'll be sort of similar amounts of spending per quarter that, um, like for Q3 and Q4, as compared to the first half of the year, or should you give any sense on on, uh, how we should think about the capital spending for the rest of the
1: year?
2: Yeah, the um the the project definitely has some flexibility, our efforts have really been focused on maintaining critical path items for the schedule and so the bulk of that relates to deposits on long lead equipment. Um I we had quite a slow start in the first quarter. Obviously, things didn't um, progress much more quickly in the second quarter, because of the the restrictions around the pandemic and and, and an assessment of of where we were going. I would expect our spending to ramp up um, in the third and fourth quarter, uh, but we're certainly not looking at spending the full 53 million this year. It it should be, um, you know, probably a third to half of that amount, I would expect. Okay, great, thanks,
3: That's, that's helpful. Uh, okay, then, then maybe just on the on the revenue side. And this, I appreciate this is uh, there's a lot of uncertainty here. Um, maybe we'll just start with with the volumes uh, in terms of uh, your your volumes to HB. Um, obviously, you didn't sell your your Q2 production of, of uh, special stones yet. So, do you expect there'll be like a bit of a catch-up in Q3 in terms of uh, that sort of accumulated inventory of specials, or will that Will you just kind of be spreading out your sale of your special stage HB more or less evenly over the remainder of the year what what's sort of the, the cadence of the the sales do you expect?
2: Yes, um, so we are expecting um, a bit more of a bump, I think through August and September as those initial shipments uh, start to work their way through. thereafter they should even out. Uh, we are expected to deliver uh, shipments of plus 10.8 carats about twice a month. And the terms of our agreement um, allow us to be paid for those shipments 60 days after they're delivered uh, to HB. So there's an initial payment um, that's done 60 days after delivery. There is a true up uh, on the payment if the diamond is sold in excess of that initial payment. There is no true down. So the initial analysis that HB is expected to do effectively twice a month will have some inherent conservatism in it uh, because they won't want to pull, they, they won't have to um, they're unable to recover amounts for which their estimate exceeds their actual selling price. But we th- their focus is really on manufacturing, polished diamonds for which there is a clear demand um, and for which we can get the best polished prices. So I, I think there will be a bit of a bump sort of August and September, and thereafter it should, it should settle down into kind of a, a, a more regular steady state, which will be quite positive for us, um, given that normally we our, our cash flow um, is, is quite chucky around the quarterly tenders. This should be quite positive um, in terms of managing our cash flow as we move forward
3: okay um, now I, I don't know whether you've started getting any pricing indications or made any deliveries yet but uh, are you able to give any kind of sort of directional guide on how you see the average prices looking over the remainder of the year like perhaps in comparison to Q1 average prices, I think, were around 400. Like, do you expect they'll be lower than that because of the the market weakness, or or could it potentially be higher because of um, capturing some of this polished price margin?
1: Yeah, Scott, maybe I'll jump in there. It it is it is a little bit too early, but what I will stress is that one of the really attractive um aspects of this arrangement is that we are essentially being paid um for our diamonds in polished terms now and and if you look at how the polished diamond market um has weathered covid compared to the rough diamond market we, we have not seen this, the same deep discounts on the polish so what i can tell you is um for, for the diamonds that are starting to sell through now um there have been no big surprises on 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 what we've achieved what that's going to translate into for lucara compared to you know previous periods where we're selling rough is is something that we just we, we you know we need more time to be able to demonstrate to you how how those those you know two um essentially uh separate kind of sales paradigms will compare um but Stay tuned on that one in the in the coming weeks, and by the third quarter we'll have many more data points that we can refer you to
3: okay that sounds good i'll uh, I'll leave it there. Thank you very much
0: thanks very much Scott. Your next question comes from Paul Zimniski from PZDA. Please go ahead
3: hi everyone hey, uh, congrats on the hB agreement um Thank I, you. I guess regarding re- Regarding recoveries of material exceptional stones in the coming quarters, is this something that you'll still possibly press release, or is it something that will be kept more private now, given the agreement with HB? And then, uh, I guess, uh, secondly, more generally speaking, is the agreement with HB more of a response to the impact of the pandemic, or is this more just the general direction that you want to take the sales process, given the efficiencies that you mentioned?
1: yeah maybe i'll start with that last question first paul and and i think that you know we've long been advocating for um you know a transformation in the supply chain and you know we've long recognized that you know the the current supply chain is is quite frankly uh, a little broken where you have you know participants along that value chain really making their margins on the backs of someone else. So we've long recognized the importance of creating better alignment. I think Clara was the first step for us in that journey, uh, really focused on the bread and butter goods uh, between one and ter- carrots in size. And you know we feel that this HB agreement is is really the next step. So you know, yes, we've been thinking about this for a long time. Um, the whole move, I think, was was definitely accelerated um, through the COVID piece, uh, and, and 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 you know motivated us to, to kind of get get moving. Um, but you know, I think it's important to stress that you know we're not we're not trying to throw the baby out with the bathwater here. We 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 recognize that um, you know these different sales channels can work together. Um, and that there are times uh, that it would make sense, and it's very appropriate to tender goods. and there's other times when uh, it makes more sense to sell goods through Clara or through an agreement like HB, but we we definitely feel the harmonization within the supply chain is necessary, and that you know this is this is where the whole industry has to start going
3: That makes sense, great. And then, just on the uh, the potential press release of material stones going forward, is that something that might change given the relationship with h v?
1: yeah, no, i don't i don't I don't think so. Um I think what we you know try and do with when we're press releasing our large exceptional stones is just bring comfort to the market that the resource is performing as expected. Um, I think that um, you know we will we will continue to you know communicate in a very open and transparent way um about what we're mining and what we're recovering and, and really as sort of full support for um the resource and and you know the potential of the resource as we as we mine deeper and ultimately into the underground. Um so you will you can expect that we will still uh be uh, announcing uh these large stone recoveries on occasion. Great. Excellent. Thanks Ira. Thank you.
0: Your next question comes from Richard Hatch from Berenberg. Please go ahead. Thanks very much. Um, and thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Um, first question, just a p- point of clarification. So, um, just on OPEX, so obviously you've managed to pull some OPEX out just through um, not um, mining as much, but also due to some FX tailwinds as well. I mean, are you able to sort of quantify as to how how much of those, those OPEX savings you think you might be able to hang on to versus? That's sort of the the expectation that costs will sort of come back into the second half or into 2021, as you mine more. And the second question is just on the underground. Um, So if if we're dialing back the underground spend um, for this year, where does that leave leave your sort of thought process around the uh, the underground development, the timing of that, um, and and sort of how we should sort of think about the the CapEx um, over the next sort of couple of years? Thanks
1: thanks, Richard. I'll let Zara tackle question number one and then maybe ask John to step in on the underground.
2: Thanks, Zara. Hi, Richard. Um, I think with respect to the Opex, we should be able to hang on to some of those cost savings, as you phrase it, for the remainder of the year. We do see um, the bot or so we don't see the Botswana pula. Um, strengthening against the U.S. dollar uh, for the remainder of the year. So there's that part of it. And I think um, with the fewer tons uh, mined um, that we expect, we talked about that a little bit um, for the second quarter and then potentially for the remainder of the year, that that should have an impact on costs as well. So we do expect um, our OPEX numbers uh, you know, to be closer to the lower end of uh, the guidance that we had previously
1: released and subsequently rescinded Johnny, okay, there? and then
4: yeah, no, I'm here. Um, okay, Richard, to answer your question, I guess you know, as um was indicated on the the, the call earlier, we've you know focused on um, the procurement around our long need time items, uh, specifically with respect to. Um, the shaft sinking um, and refurbishing some some winders and getting our uh, orders in and manufacturing started on some of the specialized equipment. Um, in terms of the you know right now the the timing and the overall capex in terms of the overall capex that that number hasn't hasn't shifted out with um, kind of the slowdown in the project. The other components that we've been working on um, on site have been early earthworks and ground prep and the, the collection of some geotechnical data around the where the, the surface infrastructure will sit for the the shaft complex, and the drilling of um, pilot holes for the ventilation shaft is about ninety percent complete. And then we'll we'll start on the production shaft location. So we're basically you know ensuring that when when the opportunity comes for movement of people and um, and the, the financing to, to fall in place that we can. That we won't have lost significant time to the, the project, and certainly that overall capex number hasn't uh, hasn't grown in the interim period. We don't anticipate that it will, and we're also, as part of the the time that's being spent now, doing value engineering to see uh, where there's opportunities within that that capex to um, to incur some savings in time and and money.
0: Your next question comes from Andre Galvin, a private investor please go ahead.
4: Oh,
3: no,
1: thank you very much. The question's already been answered by previous uh, people. Thank you. There are no further questions at this time. You may proceed. Okay, well, thank you very much, uh, everyone, for joining our call today. Um, It's obviously um, quite a dynamic world out there right now. Um, we at Lucara are focused on, on really controlling the things that we can control, and I, I really want to commend our team for hunkering down through this period and, and um, really affecting some, some positive outcomes for us. The mine continues to operate well and safely, and we now have a transformative agreement uh, in place that will um, guarantee us, uh, you know, good solid revenues um, for the remainder of the year. So we feel like we're making progress, and we look forward to updating you uh, in Q3 um, as we start to recognize revenues under this uh, this new arrangement with the HB Group at Eventbrite. Thanks very much, and enjoy the rest of your summer.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes today's conference call. We thank you for participating and ask that you please disconnect your lines.